Welcome to the panel, RNZ National, Sarah Sparks and Chris Clark with me this afternoon. The swimming continues to dominate an incredible run for Kiwi swimmers. New Zealand swimmer Andrew Jeffcoat today won the gold medal in the 50-metre backstroke at the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. But one of the big stories to come out of these games is the, the trajectory of 23-year-old Lewis Clareburg. Lewis crashed the party of swimming superstar Chad DeClobe, who won the past three titles at the Commonwealth Games and was hoping for a fourth, says Dave Crampton of the New Zealand swim site Kiwi Swimming. And much of that success is down to his coach. Lewis Clairbert's coach is Gary Hollywood, who has been with Clairbert since he was 16. And Gary is with us from Birmingham now. Gary, kia ora, and thank you so much for waking up early for the panel. Kia ora. It's uh, my, pr- my privilege. Thank you. It's really wonderful to have you on, Gary. Uh, and firstly, I mean, what to say, really? I mean, his success, your success. This must be quite an emotional time for you in a way. Oh, it, it is, because uh, this Commonwealth Games is like a homecoming for me. I was um, hoping to um, kind of please my old boss, Rick Bailey, who gave me my first professional coaching job. And um, so I'm in front of a home crowd, and it's like the boys coming home, in a way. Because you spent quite a few years in Birmingham, didn't you? I did. I um, got a f- uh, applied for the job in 1994. Um, I was engaged at the time and uh, I was a volunteer coach in Ireland and we thought I better get a professional job or stop coaching and um, I applied for the top job in the city of Birmingham um, thinking that there's no way I would get it and then it would give me an excuse to stop coaching and get a proper job. Um, so I, I went to Birmingham, had the interview, uh, flew home that evening. Rick Bailey called me and says, I would like to offer you the job. And I panicked I and mean, I was pretty scared. And I said down the phone, oh, I'd like to think about it. And he shouted down the phone, what's there to think about? And I went, oh, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah, Gary, we have a panel with us. They'll, they'll uh, want to ask some questions because this has been the office chat, Lewis's success, and we've been talking about this actually before we came to wear. But for a person who has been r- right there with him since the age of 16, what's the secret? What's the special sauce? Well, I think you have to um, care about people first and foremost. Um, I got into coaching just because I got a lot of benefit out of um, sport just by being coached. Um, And I felt that I had a responsibility to coach because I understood just how much benefit you get from um, being an athlete. Um, So that was first and foremost, you know, that all we're trying to do is be our best selves and, you know, sport's one vehicle for achieving that. Sarah? 
So I had a question. I was reading about the the six-year journey to this stage, but I also reflect on things normally take between seven and nine years to, to reach maturation, right? So what are your aspirations and, and hopes for the Paris Olympics? I think that's in 2024, and then the LA Olympics in 2028, because I think you're just starting, you're just warming up, really, aren't you, as a jumbo? <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, look, um, I love to win. Um, and um, I've been telling lies of, you know, every time we race, we weren't trying to win. Um, we can't control what the other athletes are doing, but um, everything we prepare for is to uh, be our best selves um, and go faster. And if it's good enough to beat the opposition, then great. So... The dream is always to get the gold medal. So, Gary, first of all, congratulations. I've met, you've made our whole country incredibly proud of Lewis and of yourself. But Lewis was interviewed and he made a comment. He said um, he was talking about you and saying he doesn't always appreciate the advice that you give him and he doesn't always agree. <laughs> but he went on and said, but he's always the last one to talk to me before I race. And he always knows what to say. Hey, what do you say to somebody like Lewis? Um. Sometimes my little phrase is, is just love your work, give me a fist pump, say love your work. I think the secret is is not to say too much. Um, and uh, so going into the final of the 200 fly, I just told him, mate, don't think of anything. Um, and uh, bide your time. We knew Chad Leclerc would go out super fast. I said, hang on to him. I says, and uh, last, last 50, make your move, because I felt that uh, Lewis would have been a lot fitter and faster than Chad. You know, Chad's been a great champion, but he's not getting any younger. And I feel he's not had that consistency of coaching the last few years. He's been traveling around the world because it's been tough training in South Africa. Um, so that was to our advantage. And um, the plan worked. It's that that's a really good um, insight actually because I've always wondered what does a coach tell the performer in that final moment. But it really was a bittersweet moment for Chad Duclo, wasn't it, Gary? Because Sunday was the ten year anniversary of him beating Michael Phelps at London in twenty twelve. So Clairbert really did clash crash the party, didn't he? Dave Crampton was really right. Oh, I think um, Chad handed the mantle over the Lewis, you know. Um, ten years is a fitting time for it to yeah. happen. Um, Michael Phelps was top of the world, and Chad Clough come along and crashed Michael Phelps' party, and it's only fitting that a, a young, up-and-coming star like Lewis kind of takes over the mantle as he's on the rise and as Chad's kind of on the decline. Mm. Can I, in terms of um, just a l- l- little bit uh, personal, oh, Gary, because this is especially poignant, your own dad is not well. Um, he's in Ireland, and you said, hang in there, I'm going to put a medal in your hand. So that's going to happen sometime soon. Yeah, it's, it's quite an emotional homecoming. Um, Lewis actually won the gold medal in the 400 I am on my father's birthday. Um, so um, how that happened, I don't know. Uh, um, so I, I rang dad and um, God love him. He's, he's decorating my bedroom. He's in there painting it for me coming home. 
Um, we've we've always had a special bond. He's um, he's never uh, tried to uh, tell me how to lead my life. He's just always been there. He's my rock. Um, I remember as a kid when you have a when I had a bad day, we'd go for a walk and. For the first half hour, we wouldn't talk, and for the second half hour, I'd tell him all my wee problems. And by the time I got home, it was off my chest, and I was smiling again. So mm. um, he, he's he's a good man, and um, I'm looking forward to just sitting down with him and closing the circle. Really, you know, it's I left Ireland in 1994, and um, We've done something extra special. I couldn't have couldn't have planned it. Um, so uh, I said to him, I said, Dad, Lewis said um, I can bring the gold medal home and let you hold it. And he said, No, son, don't do that. You, you, just in case you lose it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary, it's really special um, uh, for us. You being on the panel. Uh, today, Kiora, and look, well done on all that you are doing and all that you continue to do. I we haven't gotten to another aspect of swimming. Maybe we can do it another time, and that is the financial support. Um, understandably, really lacking compared to the Australians. That could be brought up another time, perhaps, huh? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be uh, appreciate talking about that. You know, it's been a real struggle. Um, it's hard because as a club coach, you know, I've got responsibilities to my whole club and the club's been really supportive and allow me. I've been away up three months um, looking after Lewis. Um, and, um, you know, we just lack lane space. That's our biggest problem, you know. We've got one lane, 25-metre lane on a Tuesday morning and... As I say to Swimming New Zealand, you know, I'm not just Lewis Clairbert's coach. You know, he needs a team around him to flourish. Yeah. He can't coach and train on his own. Gary, all the very best. Well done. And um, I uh, hope that you connect with your dad really soon. Thanks a million. Appreciate it. That is Lewis Clairbert's coach, Gary Hollywood. Uh, an extraordinary story journey and ex. Extraordinary story there, Sarah, and what a journey. And the bond between those two must be immense, huh? Well, yes, and, and it sounds like he had the most beautiful role model in his own papa. So, and, and on it goes, the next generation. And you listen to Gary, you think, you know, partly it's physical, teaching somebody how to swim really, really fast, but so much of the job, particularly at that really elite and seems to be mental, actually giving the person the self-belief that actually they could beat Michael Phelps one day. Yeah. 18 past four, the panel, RNZ National, Sarah Sparks and Chris Clark with me today. A new survey shows only about half of New Zealanders are satisfied with their power company, with some of our biggest power companies receiving the worst scored. Contact was found to be the worst for competitive pricing, for customer support and for resolving problems quickly. Contact's acting chief customer officer, Brian Middleton, told us in a statement they know they can do better and since last year have been introducing a raft of changes to improve their customer service. Customers rated Genesis below par in almost all performance 
questions. Meanwhile, Trust Power was rated amongst the worst for competitive pricing and value for money. For more on this, we're joined by Consumer Power Switch Manager Paul Fuge. Paul, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Wallace. Good to have you on. Power, power, power. My bill has just come in yet again. Uh, looked at the figure on top, and it's a, it's so much money. Um, everyone looks at their power bill and goes, oh, my God, how am I going to pay it this time around? We've heard who was the worst. Who came out on top? So the, the, person, the, the company that came out on top this year was um, PowerShop, who um, came got the, top, the highest score, around 66%. Uh, customer satisfaction score and actually got our People's Choice Award this year. So why? PowerShop do really well at listening to their customers uh, and, and delivering on the things that customers are interested in, um, which is which is um, helping customers basically get value for money out of their electricity use. All right. Sarah, got a question? Well, <clears throat> I wanted to say that I use PowerSwitch the, I went online. Oh, you and, do? And, and, uh, yes, and the reason I found out about that was through my mahi at Nafarewatia, and we uh, have power mate coaches, right? So, and I just did a quick, oh. I've moved, and I did a quick um, log on and compared what I'm paying, and I won't say with whom, but I'm paying $200 more than I should per annum after I did uh, went on power switch. And I, I really like not all the uh, power uh, utility operators are actually on there, but I like it because it's transparent and it gives you right. freedom of choice to, and it, it's, it's a redistribution, disposition of power, right? So the power's in the consumer's hands, forgive the pun. And you can make a choice, right? Am I going to go with my existing uh, operator or another one? And I am going to move. And the other, um, the power mate class that I went to at the Marae was, had some really good tips and tricks around how you can save power. And I thought that was really practical Ooh. because, you know, we, we need power. We need to be with an operator, but we can do better in, in terms of our own management and our own Absolutely. Funding. Yeah. Um, Paul, stay there. We'll get Chris and you can respond. Oh, Sarah, I'm absolutely fascinated because I guess I've just assumed that switching power companies has actually mm. been quite hard. It's a bit like when banks try to get your company or, or insurance <laughs> want to get your uh, account is that always sounds so easy, but actually when you do it, there's always these complications. Is it that hard to switch at all? Well, no, it's easy. You go on powerswitch.org.nz uh, and you can. Um, so uh, not every operator is on there. And um, yeah, you should, and it actually is quite an eye-opener to compare prices. I can imagine. I, because that, I mean, that's one thing, Paul, um, someone like myself, who I guess I come from an era where you are, and I don't know where it's come from, but you are loyal to a particular bank for years. You are loyal to an uh, insurance company for years. You are loyal to your electricity company for goodness knows how many years. But that is changing. It's got to change. Yes, we, we call it loyalty tax. Loyalty tax. Most, <laughs> most retailers, you know, most people get penalised uh, for staying with their retailer too long in electricity, which is opposite to most most other products. But I just talk about the switching. Um, Power switch represents about ninety five percent of the market. We don't have every single retailer on there, but we have about ninety five percent of the market um, is covered by Power Switch. 
um, we find on average uh, people can save between three and four hundred dollars by changing mm. the provider. What a year! I think that's a, a year. Yeah. The other wow. quite wow. exciting that, that we've seen uh, more recently is retailers are really are trying to step up their game, despite the the poor results. Um, we have noticed this year that retailers are trying to be more competitive, and we have seen a lot sharper pricing coming from some of the retailers. And on top of that, they're offering, offering some really innovative retail plans. Uh, so on PowerSwitch, we've seen some, some really interesting plans offering sort of free hours of power, um, sort of time of use plans where you can save money by, by, um, by you know, changing your usage into off-peak times and saving, saving significant amounts of, of money, which is, which is great for people. Because a big thing from the, the survey this year was cost of living is a big concern. And that's come through in other surveys that consumers have done as well. And so people are looking, really looking to try and save money on their power bill because you can't avoid using electricity. It's not like other products where you can just not use it. or. or but if you can shave off several hundred dollars a year um, in the scheme of things, that's, that's a bit of money, really. Oh, yeah, Paul, you've inspired me. But yeah. tell me, Paul, how, what percentage do you think of New Zealanders are actually switching power? Is it you know, 1% or 2% or is it 20 30% of, of, of New Zealanders, would you know? It's quite low. So... Um, only about 20% of people are, are actually, con- according to our survey this year, only about 20% of people are considering changing power provider or changing pricing plan, which is, which is really quite amazing. So what, what people are tending to do is try and save money by using less power and, and in some cases actually going cold. They're reporting they're turning off their heating despite being cold. Now, a better way to say that's, you know, that's, that has health and, and well-being effects, of course. But people can save money just by changing their provider or changing their plan and significant amounts of money as well. But in terms of, of switching, an interesting thing we fi- found that people who hadn't switched, um, about half of those who people who haven't switched perceived that it was going to be very, very difficult. That's um, why that's I that. haven't done it. That's, yeah, why, that's why I'm on the same plan for years. But 88% of people who had switched said it was really easy. So there's a perception difficult, perception area where that people who who don't who've never switched before perceive it as being difficult, and that's the big barrier. That's really interesting. That's very interesting, Paul Kiota. Thank you very much for actually that really good advice. That's consumers' power switch manager Paul Field. So uh, it's very easy, Sarah, to switch electricity providers. If you're listening out there and you're like me, who pays loyalty tax, uh, <laughs> it's a great phrase. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's not that hard. Needs good comms, you know, in terms of the stories of those that have shifted and then people would would have more faith and trust and confidence that it actually is easy. And this is what you did. Correct. Yes, because I heard about it at the square at Nga Whatia. I didn't even know that you that you could switch so easily. So, you know, it is perception. Perception's reality. So it should be counted with all those positive stories of people paying less and having a better uh, supplier relationship. I like the idea of some of those innovative yeah. um, packages. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be yep. doing more research. Uh, Sarah Sparks and Chris Clark with me uh, this afternoon. Now, it's um, and keep that coming. We This came from a chat in the office. We were wondering how to pronounce tiramisu. Or tiramisu, I still don't know. What are some of the commonly used names 
that are mispronounced. We get to that very shortly. Keep the coming. We've had a huge response to that, needless to say. But I just want to sneak this uh, phone call in first because I think we have someone who wants to respond to Sarah's I've been thinking about uh, the teacher, the teachers that Sarah was inspired by. Kate, are you with us? Kia ora, yes. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Now, what do you have for us? You were listening to Sarah, and what do you have to say to Sarah? I also remember Mrs Newman very well. Oh, bless. <laughs> I was at Girls High a couple of years after you, I think, and she was deputy principal when I was there. So she didn't teach me directly, but she was uh, a good leader, and she would patrol the sock hop dancers. <laughs> um, do you remember those? And go around the dance floor with the torch. Um, oh, yes! To make sure um, couples didn't get too close. They what? With couples didn't get too close? There yes. was a certain... Right. A certain decorum. Okay. A, a bit of a distance there. Um, needless to say, Sarah... Uh, sorry, Kate. Um, a well-loved person, a well-loved teacher. Absolutely. And I think she also gave us the instructions of how to sit like a lady. Did you get that as well? No, but um, but she did used to teach me about about uh, saying "May I?" Not "Can I?" May I? <laughs> and I, I carry that with me to this day. <laughs> oh, Kate, thank you for being with us on the panel. I really appreciate it. Kia ora. You're welcome. Kia ora, Kate. Lovely. Thanks for listening. To Twenty-eight past four. Okay, so. Is it, uh, do you know, I didn't know this, Chris, croissant is not croissant. Yes, and quinoa is not quinoa. That's right. It's quinoa. 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 Yes, I found that out the hard way on the radio. But croissant is croissant. Croissant. Croissant, croissant. With us is Mary. Kia ora, Mary. Kia ora, Wallace. Now, what's your... What gets under your skin regarding pronunciation? What's the word? Yes. Right. The, the main one is the anything, something, nothing, when it's pronounced as nothing, something, <laughs> <laughs> anything. And I'm finding it's becoming more and more prevalent. Do you? Do I say it? Oh, I don't think so. Good. Thank <laughs> I, you. I would be horrified if, <laughs> if you did. But I am surprised at the people I do hear pronouncing it, and I haven't heard anyone else make any comments about it. Have you noticed it, Wallace? Every now and then, someone. But, I, but I, if I'm in an interview and someone says something, I don't like to pull them up on the radio. But maybe oh, I should, no, no. I, maybe I should email them after, say, don't yes. say it in the future. Yeah, and, and I feel like asking some people, how do they spell those words? And I just don't know where the K is coming from at the, at the end. It often just slips in in the middle of a sentence, but That's you right. can hear it. That's yeah. right. Yep. Mary, yes. good, good advice. Something. Let's ditch that. Kia ora, thanks for your time. Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you. Kia ora, uh, Wallace. Around, around, the, around the panel, uh, Elisa says deteriorate instead of deteriorate. What's yours? Mine is around Māori names, actually, yeah, yeah. and around uh, them not being pronounced properly. And, and I had this kōrero, actually, with a queer before I came on, 
on on air, and it's about giving mana to you know Tamariki who carries that name because for many it is their tupuna. So uh, that's my bugbear, and oh, how yeah. we shorten names, uh, and and also not just Māori names. I've I've also met you know a lot of a lot of people from uh, other countries, and they adopt a nickname that's not actually their real name, and that's in a different language. So that's my bugbear. Yeah, very good, Sarah. Yes, Chris. And mine's one that I don't know the answer to. In our household, there's a conversation about: is it kilometer or kilometer? And I don't know, so it's easy to talk about miles. Okay, so you go miles <laughs> instead of you just avoid the subject. Yeah, you just, you just avoid old. the subject. <laughs> is it a kilometer or is it a kilometer? Our listeners will know. They'll know the answer because they do. They, <laughs> they know. Might, they they might know. Help me win the argument at home. Text me two one zero one. Email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Well, I know this one. I hate hearing uh, Fijian raw fish pronounced kokoda, k o k o d a. It should be kokonda. Yep. Very, very true. Wallace, regarding uh, mispronounced names, nuclear. It sets my teeth on edge, says Dorothy. Here on the panel, RZ National, it is time for headlines.